This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 238 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, we have four trends that we will share along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the four trends. We end the episode like we always do by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Yes, as you said, we have four trends, and they're based on how we uh, looked at all of the articles that we flipped into our Flipboard magazine. This is not a super precise process. It's really based on your and my expertise in this area, but it also then, of course, reflects our own predilections as well. I just like getting the word predilection. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Um, (laughs) So number one, artificial intelligence. Actually, number, it's trending number one and two. Similar to our last episode, we, we've separated out the types of articles about artificial intelligence. In this case, our number one trend was artificial intelligence in general and how some of the larger um, companies are working with it. So, uh, for example, Meta released an AI model that can transcribe and translate almost 100 languages. Very cool. We also saw a number of articles about comparisons of different AI platforms. So we saw comparisons from one to the other uh, and saying what they do better and what they what others do better than they. So kind of just a, which ones to choose for certain situations. Another thing that we saw was uh, articles about copyright and AI generated art. In the United States, the current ruling is that AI generated art is not copyrightable which is interesting. We also saw media organizations grappling with rules for AI. We saw a couple of articles about how media organizations, that is news organizations or organizations that generate content, um, are, are thinking about how to allow for the use of AI by its own producers. But the other thing we saw, and this is our recommended read, is how some of these major producers are fighting back to maintain some control and quality of their work. So the recommended read here is Disney, the New York Times, and CNN are among a dozen major media companies blocking access to ChatGPT as they wage a cold war on AI by Oliver Darcy for CNN. And once again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any author's name. This article is fascinating and well worth reading uh, from beginning to end, but uh, we did pull two quick quotes to share to give uh, our listeners some idea of why we think this is important. First of all, just to give the overview here, a multitude of leading newsrooms have recently injected code into their websites that blocks OpenAI's web crawler, ChatGPTBot, from scanning their platforms for content. And this is important because this means that the, the uh, AI can't learn from these quality content pieces. And that's our second quote, where um, the person was not authorized to speak publicly, but did mention this to the reporter. 
most of the internet, I'm quoting now, most of the internet is garbage. Traditional media publishers, on the other hand, are fact-driven and offer quality content. So this is a great article, kind of a great grounding article in understanding why producers would be wary of just letting uh, AI kind of roam through all of their stuff, scrape, as they call it, all of their stuff, um, and, and why it's critically important from the AI end to do so to be able to create quality content. Yes, not garbage content. Right, and this is, <laughs> it's a huge problem. Yeah, it is. So, uh, again, we, we've talked about this before, the idea of AI hallucinations. Right. Where they come up with, you know, based on what the information they have, they come up with an outright lie, yeah. and they stick by it. I love that technical term, garbage. Garbage. <laughs> well, that's the that's the ancient term in <laughs> computing. Yeah. Garbage in right, that is true. equals garbage out. Very good point. Um, so, number two, trending. Artificial intelligence applied specifically to instructional design. So this was the idea of using AI to support instructional design, teaching students to use ChatGPT so they aren't left behind. A lot of uh, uh, school organizations are concerned that if they don't show people how to use these pieces of software, they are going to miss out later on. Um, a Quizlet, which is a company, a Quizlet report that suggests, based on its own survey research, that teachers are more enthusiastic about AI than students are. And also developing new pedagogical approaches to make best use of AI. Our recommended read in this area is, how schools can survive and maybe even thrive with AI this fall by Kevin Roos for the New York Times. And we just pulled one little quote out of this, but I think it says it all. Step one, assume all students are going to use the technology. 100%. Yeah. At all levels. At all levels. Because it's, because it's interesting to try. And number three, digital security. Now, we saw many fewer articles in our third and fourth trends than we did in the AI trends. But we did see a number of of articles about digital security in the past two weeks. New York City has banned TikTok on all city-owned devices, which is kind of just continuing a trend over time of other states and cities, organizations banning TikTok. Um, schools are repealing chat GPT bans despite cheating fears. And again, we put this in security uh, because it had to do with the idea of the, the concern about cheating. But it goes back to AI and ChatGPT, and the idea that schools are moving now away from, don't use this at all, putting a wall up around it and saying, let's try to figure out what the best window and door is to, to use for, for these things. Um, we also saw generative AI and cyberbullying, a very interesting article on the use of the application of generative AI to bully other individuals, which is... I, very disappointing. It is. It's kind of... I mean, to put it mildly. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Number... Well, sorry. Our recommended read in this area is White House hosts school districts large and small at event unveiling new K-12 cybersecurity initiative by John McGoran for Technology and Learning. We've mentioned this in the past. This has come up a few times in, in uh, the recent months. Uh, but the uh, U.S. White House is... Uh, engaged in um, a new cybersecurity initiative that includes uh, opportunities for funding for
for an, uh, for schools for K twelve school settings. So uh, we we think this is a good recommended read because this is a good resource if that's something that that uh, someone is interested in is is this idea of gaining cybersecurity resources for their own district or school. Number four, trending. We always get a little excited about this. It's it's research reports, yeah. and I think this speaks to our own personal perspective on this. But we really like we're research we're, we're research report geeks. Right, we we'll, are. we'll admit it. But we haven't seen many of them in the no. past few months, and this was a really nice change. We saw a great number of them, although they were really all over the board in terms of what they were focused on. So, for example, one of them reports more screen time is linked to delayed development in babies. Babies and screen time don't make a good combination. Um, we also saw a very interesting article about screen apnea, breathing less while online. That is having kind of breathing issues when one is working on one's email or reacting to things online. And I, I can't say that I follow my own breathing pattern that carefully, but I can certainly see how this would happen because there is an emotional impact to right. what one is doing when one's conversing, you know, reading and writing. Are we going to now have to wear masks, uh, sleep apnea masks? Well, we're no, I don't think we need oh, to go okay. quite we're not that there far. Yet. Okay. I think we need to be mindful. <laughs> okay. We have to be aware that this is uh, something. Um, the benefits of social emotional learning for adults. This is was the results of a research study that um, indicates that it's not just young children or young people that uh, benefit from social, emotional, educational situations, you know, learning where they, are, they feel that they are seen and heard, but that this translates to young adults and adults as well. And this is, an, for those of us who design instruction and implement instruction, this is an important factor to consider. However, our recommended read in the area has to do more with um, mobile learning. This one is doctoral thesis. Meaningful mobile outdoor learning activities help students gain lasting knowledge by the Estonian Research Council for phys.org. And phys is physics.org. And uh, we pulled a quote from this as well, just to give everyone a sense of what, what they'd be reading about. In her doctoral thesis, Kadri Metis examined how to plan and implement mobile outdoor learning in natural sciences so that it would be meaningful and support the development of students' knowledge. And uh, again, because we are kind of research-oriented this way, just a quick congratulations to Dr. Metis for her doctoral dissertation. Um, it's also in the article itself, there is a link to the full dissertation, and it's, it's worth a read. Tim, those are our four trends and our four recommended readings for this episode. Thanks, Abby. Now we turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball. And it's, I would say it's overall, it's murky. Right. Uh, except, which, yes, everyone probably could guess right now, AI right. and more AI. AI. I, right. Uh, artificial intelligence yes, it's is going to dominate yeah. the, the news cycles for, for a while now. Beyond yeah. that, though, we talked about digital security as one thing we yes. really will see more of. We expect to see a lot more about digital security. We, we always see a we lot do. about yeah. digital security. So it's not really making a, a, a very... Yeah, We're not, it's not a bold prediction. Yes. It's not a bold prediction, right. But we but it is probably, I mean, but we do stand by it. Right. That we think that digital security is going to be continually, uh, you know, looked upon. And we're going to see a lot of articles about this. Um, 
but yeah, I think that end of the day, it's going to be mostly AI. Yeah. And beyond that, it's, we don't know. We'll see what the next two weeks hold for us. True. True. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 238. Uh, We'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and our podcast subscribers. And I'd like to give a special, we'd like to give a special shout out Mm -hmm. to one of our listeners who emailed us. So we'd like to give a shout out to Heather. Hi, Heather. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can visit our website at trendsandissues.com to listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings that we discussed in this episode. Our next episode will air. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.